Miss Chloe. It is very nice, and I appreciate you coming to visit with me today. Um, for those who don't know, I would love for you to introduce yourself and a little bit of what you do. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, yes. Mike. It's great to be here. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast. Really? So I'm really first excited. ever. First ever podcast. Okay. Well, at least it's in a place like this. It's beautiful. Now you're going to be spoiled. <laughs> I know. And I will only have to do a podcast with you, maybe. You got to love it. You got to love it. <laughs> well, my name is Chloe Chang, mm-hmm. and I have been in Austin since 2008. I got my real estate license when I was 20 mm-hmm. in 2009. <laughs> you're an OG now, I officially, think. right? Yeah. How long is it before you get that title? You As know, an how... OG realtor? Yeah. How long do you think I, that that what is? What is the stats that like 80% of realtors leave the business after three years? Yeah, I guess that's some, right. I don't know, some, yeah. some crazy statistic like that. Yeah. I think if you can make it in real estate after five years mm-hmm. and, and you're doing it full time, I think yeah. you can say you've made it. Yeah. Full time realtor, five years in the business. It's more than just luck that got you there. Yeah, hundred percent. It's kind of funny. I, someone asked me how long I've been doing this a couple of years ago, and when I said twenty five years, I was like, for real? <laughs> I've literally. But I started at twenty four too. But yeah. and I, you know, I'm going to be fifty in April. I don't feel fifty. You don't. I don't. Like you know, and I'm I'm fighting it. You know, I'm in the gym every day and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of it's mental as well but when you start looking back on things like that you're like damn i did that a long time so far but it's all i know at this point right totally i mean it's pretty much the only career i've ever had Mm -hmm. i've done a few jobs before real estate but this has been something i've wanted to do since the first little rental deal i did in west campus yeah do so I'm going to assume that you enjoy what you do then. Do you feel like what you do is work? I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with it. So mm-hmm. yes, I don't, I don't think it feels like work at all. There are certainly days that are harder than others, but I, I never wake up and be like, man, I wish I was doing something else. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just kind of keep adding more to my plate and everything that I do has always centered around my career mm-hmm. you know even if I joined collective mm-hmm. it's like okay how can I help people at collective whether it's with real estate or remodeling or just anything even with real estate investments and financials mm-hmm. I feel like that my skill set is helpful to others and it doesn't always have to be based on a commission right yeah and so I really just I'm very passionate about education and helping people grow their wealth through real estate. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And it's kind of funny that real estate is a passion and emotional business from a buyer and seller side. So I've always thought it's very interesting to take technical knowledge and combine it with the two. Um, For the sheer thought of, you know, Um, my wife is very emotional to real estate. If we, it's kind of funny, the house that we're in now, this was, that's the third house that we built that was supposed to be for us. Um, and I tried to sell that one too. And I sold the two previous ones before that because someone gave me the right price. Mm -hmm. With that said, 
when we built the one that we're in now, she's like, you're not selling this. And I'm like, but the guy down the street wants to buy it for X. And she's like, you're not selling this because we have to move into one at some point. Otherwise, you're going to keep going. And it's kind of true. I don't get emotionally attached to real estate. I look at it from the technical and the financial aspect. And she she does as well, but she does have that emotional attachment to it. So it's kind of funny working with individuals a lot of times that lean more emotional versus technical, you know. And with that, I have found that you have to wear many hats. And even in construction, I've also often said that I'm not a marriage counselor. So do you find in your profession that you have to find other little hats to wear as well, like a marriage counselor or something like that? Oh, for sure. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's what I love about my career as a realtor is it's I wouldn't even say it's many hats. It's like many jobs within yeah, the career. A hundred percent. And, you know, whether that's a now we all have to be content creators. Mm -hmm. Right. So now we're creating content. Yep. We are sometimes therapists. We are financial advisors. Um, sometimes we're a shoulder to cry on, we're friends. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we definitely, and then if you run a team or you have an assistant, you're also a manager. Mm -hmm. So if you liken it to a startup business or, you know, a corporation, you are, you know, sometimes HR, you are recruiting, you are, mm -hmm. you know, writing business plans and going through goals with not just yourself, but mm -hmm. your employees and your clients. Mm -hmm. So, and that's just, I think a few of the things, but, um, for someone like me who has a bit of ADD <laughs> and gets bored easily, yeah. I think real estate is perfect for someone who can multitask mm -hmm. and doesn't get overwhelmed or stressed by little things. You know, you just have to realize that this is the name of the game is mm -hmm. being able to do a little bit of everything yeah. and do it really, really well and then outsource the stuff that you don't like doing or that you don't do Yeah, as well as the other stuff. No, 100%. It's funny that you brought up ADD. I'm <laughs> immensely ADD. So typically if we're in the office, I have a video going music playing at the same time and everybody else just knows to block it out, but it's the only way that I can concentrate. Um, with that said, I bet, well, I kind of know the answer already that you are a creative. You know, I definitely think I am a creative. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely an ideas person. I think they say visionary, mm -hmm. right? but I also am tactical. Mm -hmm. So I'm someone that if I have the vision, I'm going to figure out how to, to do it step mm -hmm. by step and then delegate and outsource. Yeah. I don't necessarily say that's the right way to do it. But, you know, I think I, I, as an entrepreneur and as someone who is a business owner, I need to depend on people to help me where I'm weak. Mm -hmm. And I also need to be aware of what they're helping me with. So yep. if I hire someone to train agents, I need to know what they're training them on. Mm -hmm. And I need to be able to be hands-on with what those lessons are, you know, what that means, who are we speaking to. Mm -hmm. So it's very, I'm very methodical as much as I am a visionary. Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. You are speaking to training individuals. Um, where are you at currently? What, what um, brokerage are you at? In what position? do you currently have there as well outside of just sales 
so I am at EXP, and I am an independent realtor. Okay. So I have my own brand, my own business, and I, you know, used to run a brokerage, and in some ways that was very fulfilling, mm-hmm. also very time-consuming. Mm-hmm. And I think I've always been a little bit of a lone wolf, maybe. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love collaboration, I think I am a bit particular with who I collaborate with. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I it's great that I can hire the people that I need on my terms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've learned I don't like managing people. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's you become an overglorified babysitter at times. Have you noticed that? I know at least in the building industry, you know, people go, oh, it's great. You build, you do, you know, I'm I'm an overglorified babysitter. Well, I think maybe another term to use would be project manager. (laughs) Project manager. Okay. (laughs) Because, you know, but I also can understand the the babysitter or like Mm -hmm. a parent perspective because, you know, when you are helping other people, whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, mostly mentorship or managing, Mm -hmm. it's not just the project. It's the personality. Yep. And there's some people that are meant to succeed in this industry. And Mm -hmm. there's some people that need to have realistic expectations that maybe this isn't, that your goals of what you're going to produce and what you're going to achieve might take a little bit longer. Yeah. Or you're going to need a little bit more help. Yep. And I'm just, I'm built a certain way. You'll see other realtors that are just kind of, they were born with a certain tenacity and grit that, you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And some people just kind of wait for things to happen to them. Give me that lead. Now what do I do? Yep. You know, they just look at certain successful agents and think maybe they fell into it or mm-hmm. they got lucky. But when real estate is hard, mm-hmm. building a house is hard, and hopefully we make it look easy in some ways, especially yeah. on social media. But what happens behind the scenes is, you know, we take a lot of it home with us, you know, we mm-hmm. definitely, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's stressful. We're dealing with people's biggest investment. You know, they're having conversations about finances, which is sensitive subject, mm-hmm. family planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and their home is sometimes a reflection of who they are, or who they want to be and their lifestyle or quality of life. So a lot of intimate conversations and, you know, we just kind of, at least for me, I want to do my best for them. Yeah. And that's what I'm motiv- motivated by is just doing my best. And mm-hmm. I find with sometimes training other agents or mentoring other agents that they don't wake up every morning wondering, how can I be the best? 100%. And, you know, it's hard. You know, the last couple of years have been challenging. So sometimes you're in survival mode. Like, how yeah. am I going to make money today? Yeah, and you've <laughs> got to be creative, right? You have to see the light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. you know sometimes and when you're just in the trenches digging like i've been for the last couple years like i know that if i keep digging i'm gonna see the light Mm -hmm. i know if i keep digging i will you just can't give up yeah and you know the you know after a couple years it's easy to just say you know maybe this isn't for me yeah but that's why real estate is fascinating because if you're not good at maybe sales you could be great with people you can Mm -hmm. be great showing houses so there's There's a lot of different parts of real estate that you can be really good at and mm-hmm. love, 
And then, like I said, outsource the rest. Yeah. But in the beginning, you're trying to do it all. Yeah. But <laughs> as a, in something too, as an entrepreneur, there's, it's, I've always said that certain people have innate traits about them mm. that they either have or they don't. And one of those things is drive. I, I have always found it hard to teach or train drive. It's almost like you can't. You can take someone that knows nothing about real estate, who has drive and purpose and intention in what they do, and teach them about real estate. Because, again, not, not everybody has those traits that will make them successful. And I don't know. Have you ever found in the past that you can train that? I, I have not found that that you can train drive, you know, some people have that tenacity to wake up and, you know, stay positive and, you know, run headfirst into things instead of away from them. Do you think that that's a trait that you can train? I think, I, I, I don't know if you can train it, but I do think that drive and ambition can come at different times in your life, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't necessarily need to be born with that trait, Yeah, but you know, sometimes you're in a, you know, I've worked with people that have gone from a certain industry into real estate mm -hmm. and they carried that drive over and was very successful. And there are some people that had drive because they needed to survive. Yeah. You know, like yeah. for me, I started with $500 in my bank account. Mm -hmm. You know, my ambition and drive was a lot because this was, I knew this is what I was going to do and yeah. I had to be good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise I would, you know, what were you going to do? type of deal yeah there was there was failure no, there was was no not... plan b for me i was yeah. like i knew this is what i wanted to do this is mm -hmm. what i was meant to do yeah um so i was gonna figure it out yeah no and that's that that's driving itself too you know um being a real estate agent you deal with a lot of individuals that build custom homes and i know that you are going that route yourself mm -hmm. with that said how has that experience been to be on the uh, really on both sides, I guess. So I, I haven't worked with people that are building true customers, okay. like what, you like know, what from, I'm doing. Yes, ma'am. You know, but I do, I have worked with a lot of people that are buying from you know Taylor Morrison mm -hmm. and Brookfield and you know, you know, great builders mm -hmm. and they're able to pick out their flooring and mm -hmm. their tile and you know one of maybe twenty different layouts. Yeah. And so to me, that's almost custom right you, mm -hmm. you have a lot same of process same process absolutely the thing that's a little bit different and maybe a lot different mm -hmm. is finding the lot understanding the financing working with an architect to build the the layout of the house the height of the ceilings pretty much everything about that house is fully custom mm -hmm. um, that you've done with the architect and and really, I think the financing process is quite a bit different. Yes. You're, yes, with some semi-custom builds, you are involved in picking out the finishes. Mm -hmm. But I would say in, in a fully custom, like what I'm doing, um, how, do, how do I say it's different? <laughs> you jumped in feet first. Yeah. You didn't yeah. try it out at all in what you're just describing a little bit before where you picked from a couple floor plans or something like that. If I guess if you're going to do it, you went in head first into the entire process. So you're getting to see it, the gamut of it. I remember back when you were looking for lots and, you know, things that you were looking at and stuff like that. So it's it's super interesting to see both sides of the coin 
And I love the fact, you know, building a home can be one of the best things and the worst things that you can do for yourself. Speaking for myself, even, you know, um, it's it's the process sometimes and the things that are out of your control that can drive you crazy at the end of the day. And it's understanding you don't even know what some of those things may be. I've there's several things that I have run in that I've run into over 25 years that I've only run into once and I've never run into them again. And it's like, for real, you would think that this would be a reoccurring event and it's only happened once or twice. So to deal in an industry where you are, you know, matching people with homes and then to completely jump off the deep end and start where you did 100 percent custom is huge yeah. <laughs> you know yeah i mean i i decided to build a custom home for a couple different reasons mm-hmm. but it is it is different you know building a house and versus helping people buy a home mm-hmm. you know and I, building this house has i would say has been the most difficult thing i've ever done or mm-hmm. ever experienced but it's given me a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not done yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. There's sometimes I feel like I'm going to drive on my driveway and be like, yeah. this driveway. You can cuss. It's is, okay. okay. Yeah, this fucking I'm, driveway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm horrible about it. Uh, is $11,000 yeah. for, you know, four strips of concrete. Mm-hmm. Every time I drive on that driveway, it's not going to bring me joy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not joyful about yeah. driving. I'm, I'm, if I see a crack on that driveway, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. And, I'm, and I, I, I get nervous sometimes. And I can mm-hmm. understand why you might build something and want to live in it or yeah. want to sell it. And there's part of me that's put so much love and attention to detail, like every corner of this house, every door stop, every light switch, where that light switch went, the light switch plate has mm-hmm. all been analyzed and thought about. I've seen every single light switch plate on planet Earth on the Internet, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, and so how dare I sell this? They have no idea the love and attention that went in this. And then the other part of me is I know exactly how much time that light switch took to find. And if it doesn't <laughs> look good or whatever, I'm just yes. going to be mad. Yeah. So I don't know how I'm going to feel yeah. when I get into the home. Um, I I also really love and trust my builders. So I know mm-hmm. if there was something that you know wasn't quite right that we would figure out how to get it fixed. But I'm also realizing as I have gone through this process for – almost three years now that just get what you want. And that's why I went into it. And I said, if this is not a fuck, yes, then mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. You 100%. know, if, if, you know, yes, the marble fireplace was not in my scope, yeah. <laughs> but I want the damn, want mar- it. I want it. Yeah. I want it. And I'm going to have it. Yeah. And I got to go sell some houses. Yeah. But you know, every time I look at that fireplace, I'm like, I worked my ass off mm-hmm. of that. And I'm going to be happy every time I see that. Yeah. Don't get mad about the light switch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But I think that is a little bit different for people that have built semi-custom mm-hmm. versus custom is every time something gets done, the roof, the painting, the pool, the appliances, you know exactly how much all of that costs. Mm-hmm. And you know every time a perimeter comes out there and delays you. And so... The, the stress, I think, comes really from knowing how much everything costs and why everything is taking so long because there's 30 departments at the city of Austin and none of them talk to each other. 
And so all of a sudden they changed the code. And now, you know, you have to have a certain amount of, you know, I don't even know. I, I, I might be a little bit numb to the process. It's so funny that we're having this conversation because I'm about 30 days away from completion. I, Uh I, I think you are <laughs> very We're close. Throw it out and, there. End are. of Friday, or sorry, end of February. Uh huh. Um, so there's just a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, at, like everything's happening, and there's a lot of checks that are getting written for deposits for stuff, and it, it, it's very emotional. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why maybe people get divorced building. Yeah. <laughs> I'm building it on my own, and in some ways, I'm super grateful for that because if I had to. It would be nice to consult someone on some of these decisions. Certainly, it would be great to split the cost <laughs> with someone, like, with somebody. But if you feel very strongly about a marble fireplace and your significant other does not, yeah, like you, there's a lot more, you know. Well, and that's just where you understand where to pick your battles, too, right? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna lean towards the side of love all because I know how that can and would affect my life. Right. And I, I look at things like that and go, does it really matter? You know? So no, I totally get what you're saying with that said, but one thing to keep in mind, no matter what you will build another house. That's what everyone has told me. You will. <laughs> Not for a long time. Yeah. And if I do, it will be spec. Yeah. And, and that is, you know, I was saying a couple of reasons why I decided to build a custom home and, and one of them was because I do plan to build more homes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn how it was done, you know, and kind of getting my MBA at the School mm-hmm. of Hard Knocks, right? Yep. I knew I was going to make a lot of mistakes. I was going to learn a lot yep. of lessons. and It was going to cost me a lot of money. And I wanted mm-hmm. it to put on my dollar, not on someone else's mm-hmm. dollar. And so now when someone walks into my house and they'd be like, wow, yeah, you did this and this was your first house. Yeah. And then I, you know, filming the whole process. Mm-hmm. So people can see, you know, humbly, like, this is some things that I'm doing and this is why, and this is what I've learned Mm -hmm. so that when I go to build more houses, it will be easier for me to raise money for these projects. Mm -hmm. And because I have been filming the process and, you know, call it a micro influencer, Mm -hmm. not quite. Oh, we're going to get there. I wouldn't call myself an influencer, but that is the goal because I am able to use my social media as a way to negotiate um, some of the things in my house at a, you know, at a discount. Yeah. So now I'll be able to build spec homes at a lower price per square foot because people that, you know, sold me the tile, that sold me the flooring, that sold me my appliances, my audio visual, mm-hmm. I got discounts on because I was promoting them on my social media. Mm-hmm. And once they see what I'm done and how many referrals I send them and how many views that, that you know, that they're mm-hmm. getting on these videos, I'll be able to leverage that into my next project. Yep. So this home that I'm building isn't just because I want a nice house that I want. This mm-hmm. is very, very many layers as part of my big master plan. Yeah, no, and that's that's very important. And I, I, I love that, that you understand that as well. Because the more you build, it's all in the ask. So before I built... I sold building materials to builders. So I understood the opposite side of the fence. Mm. And so I knew to ask. And nine times out of ten, if you don't ask, you'll never know. And in most cases, when you're building your personal house as a builder, you can get most things for 50 cents on the dollar. In most cases, especially with larger businesses, you just have to ask for them. And uh, 
So the next one you do, you'll you'll have even more info behind you. But one of the things that, that I've always learned is it's kind of funny. Even before we finished the house we were in, I already had in my mind, I'm not going to do this again. Or I would have changed this or I would have changed that. And I just knew to stop. You know, because at some point it's never going to be done. Right. And you just go as mental note, I'm going to do this differently next time. It's kind of it, we did this thing um, instead of having storage under our stairs. That that's the one thing that drives me crazy because it becomes a catch all for shit, for shoes, for coats, for whatever. So I put a glass door on it, you know, put closed cell foam in it and made it a wine closet and put a wine chiller in there and everything else. And we started doing some of those in houses just because, you know, that was one thing that irritated me. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have found that irritation, if you would, unless I hadn't done it over and over and over again. The house before that we were building that we were supposed to have was going to be a hall closet, basically. So you're always going to come up with different things that you'll do next time, and that's okay because that just tells you there's a next time. I think that what's you know like you said being a creative mm -hmm. is i don't think i would build the same house again mm -hmm. so it's not about you know recreating the same thing and, and doing little tweaks here and there mm -hmm. you know the other reason why i wanted to build this house was because i wanted to test some of my theories i got i am so fed up and i'm sure you are too with seeing white boxes you know these white boxes drive me crazy mm -hmm. oh good for you you've put a little bit of cool tile in the yeah. bathroom <laughs> yeah. but it, it's really the floor plan it's the layout it's the intentionality of space and how people live in that space and mm -hmm. until you live in your own product you don't really know how people you know how this drawer isn't functional it has no purpose right mm -hmm. um like you said the closet and so i just wanted to build something that had soul it had character it had functionality mm -hmm. it's you know just wasn't a white box and and, and as men build houses mostly mm -hmm. i am shocked by where they put windows i'm like where is the 75 inch tv gonna go <laughs> like you want four million dollars for this house and you know the person's gonna buy this yeah is a bachelor and he wants to know where his 75 inch mm -hmm. tv's gonna go and you have a fireplace and a window mm -hmm. you know yep. and you know you don't have holes on the kitchen cabinets mm -hmm. well you know that's fine it's yeah. a look right yeah. but if you have kids you, you know you, you can, need a drawer yeah. <laughs> with a handle on exactly. it exactly so just little things like that i think shows the level of craftsmanship mm -hmm. that sometimes lacks in spec builds mm -hmm. but you know there's a lot of ways that we can improve quality of life mm -hmm. and improve affordability if we are more purposeful with how we build homes mm -hmm. by knowing who the end buyer is. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted texture and I wanted, you know, I keep saying soul, but it really is like you walk into a home and you feel like, okay, somebody came in here and, and put love into their decisions. Yeah. It wasn't just what's the cheapest material. And, mm -hmm. and it's okay because some material can be inexpensive because mm -hmm. it might not really matter that much, right? Mm -hmm. Some people love concrete floors. Mm -hmm. Doing wood versus concrete may or may not make that big of a difference in the mm -hmm. end result of the sales price. But I noticed that a lot of my clients were looking for three or four bedroom houses because they both worked from home. 
So what I did was I built a true three bedroom, three full bathroom. So essentially like three master suites mm -hmm. and two offices. So now wow. each of the bedrooms are actually bedrooms, whether that's for guests or, you know, children, not for me, but yeah. you know, for reason, yeah. but you know, having a his and hers, um, office space. Yeah. The one thing I did too, that is for me and slightly obscene is the biggest room in my house is my closet. Mm. And my closet is so big that I chose to put a washer dryer in there. So I have two. I have a laundry room downstairs for the two bedrooms. Mm -hmm. And then my master suite is upstairs. Mm -hmm. So the whole master suite is about almost 1,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. And well, almost half of that is the closet. <laughs> so are you going to – quick question. Are, is it is it going to be full from the day you move in? Or is that like a, well, now I've got the space. I need to go ahead and fill it up. Um, there will be room for growth. Okay. For room sure. for growth. Room I for like growth. that. Yeah. There you go. There's, um, I actually am putting a hidden closet within the closet for all the stuff that this is how psycho I am with how much I think about space. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I want to put my dirty clothes where you can't see them, my suitcases, my ski clothes, the unpretty the shit, not the pretty stuff goes yeah. in the back. Right. Yep. And so, and to me, that makes that closet just a piece of art, mm -hmm. something that I am going to sleep in that closet. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is, this is my pride and joy. This When yeah. I was going through building the house with the architect, I said, all I must have is fireplace, a massive closet, and stackable front porches. Yeah, That's what matters to me, and I need those three things. And you said design around that. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And when I and I was originally going to do an ADU in the back because I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm going to be practical and you know financially savvy, and I'm going to have a renter in the back to help me pay for things. Well, I couldn't get the closet that I wanted mm -hmm. and the bedrooms that I wanted <laughs> the right size without removing the ADU. Yeah. So I just said, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to build the house that I really want, and test some of those theories mm -hmm. because a lot of times too, you share a closet with a significant other. And guys are sneakerheads. I mean, they need a lot of, you got, they got watches, they got mm -hmm. 40 pairs of jeans because they haven't cleaned out their pants, you know, in a while. You've so. been talking to Bristol. <laughs> She's like, you have more jeans than I do and tennis <laughs> shoes. You know, it's. Yeah. It's just, and some of the stuff you want, you want hidden, right? Mm -hmm. You don't, you want to have cabinets. Yep. Right. And, and I do like his and hers closets. I really love that. It didn't quite work with the function of the layout of my house, mm -hmm. but I also didn't build this with sharing yeah. my closet yeah. with mine. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is a hers closet. Yeah. And it's going to be pink. <laughs> well, and and on top of it though, your house just even following you on social media is gorgeous. Thank you. Just so you know. You. And I want to talk about this shower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it it you look mini in it. You look yeah. you look yeah. you look look very little mini yeah. in there. But let's talk about this round shower. Yeah, that's that that might even be my second favorite shower in the house. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean I I've been building this house for in my mind for probably over a decade cuz mm -hmm. even when I traveled out of the country, I would take pictures very inspired by hotel bathrooms. They just there's something about the small hotel bathrooms or even like the spas you kind of go all out right it's you can do the funky wallpaper mm -hmm. or the tile you can mix and match things and be a little a little crazy mm -hmm. and Absolutely. i just saw this 
the, on Pinterest this beautiful round shower. And this was probably maybe the eighth, you know, iteration with the architect. I thought the architect was going to fire me. And you can see the other way around. She's like, you have got to stop making changes. But I, I changed that bathroom setup around a couple mm-hmm. times. And my designer was actually the one who was like, we should move your art shower into the center. And I was like, yes, yes. we should. Yep. Um, and I have this beautiful, you know, nickel you know, doing something different with the hardware, just more mm-hmm. simplistic, not too over the top, not too glittery. Just mm-hmm. wanted the the architecture to really show mm-hmm. show it. And there's no no door, so I love less cleaning. I'm all yep. about low maintenance. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm. You know, there are different types of showers that maybe, like you said, in the future I would build like mm-hmm. a steam shower or you know two heads or something that fits. Yep. You know more people you know, yeah. people love these big showers with the tubs and they're like look at all these people you can fit in there i'm like there there's this, yeah. this shower is for me yeah, there, there's not a party going on in here i don't i yeah. mean it's a great idea yeah. but i mean i just it's those little bitty and maybe not little bitty but these little things that yeah. make a difference and when you're looking at houses to buy like that house with the arch shower a hundred percent a hundred percent i'm i'm looking forward to seeing final pictures of this thing yeah, because I know that this is something that you've been working on for quite a while, and I've been, I've been, I've been stalking a little bit in the background, <laughs> watching the entire process, and and Good. and and it seems like you've you've taken it all in stride, um, and it is something I think that's important to your point to understand, especially when you're dealing with clients, you can relate on many different levels at this point, you know, and I think that that's important, but that's what makes you kind of one of the OGs now. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I kind of mentioned I wanted to build this house as a way to make the mistakes with my own money so Mm -hmm. that when I go and build, I can raise money and I have the influence to get things done cheaper, Mm -hmm. right? And I hate using the word cheaper, but less expensively. (laughs) But, you know, I I also went into this really because I love real estate and Mm -hmm. I wanted to you know, hone my craft even more. And I've learned a lot. I mean, every single day, I'm just like, wow, that was a great lesson. Yeah. <laughs> that you, I've learned a lot of patience. I've learned a lot of resilience and mm-hmm. gotten a lot of confidence. And I think, you know, I can even tell that I'm having different levels of conversations with people than I have before I built the house. Mm-hmm. And it's, it makes me feel good to know that this is working, you know, yeah. putting myself out there to learn about the financing, learn about permitting and zoning and construction and design and architecture and all of these little nuances are things that I now have in my skill set that makes me better than 99% of the realtors out there. And I can just help my clients that much more. And so when they come to me and say, do you have a vendor for painting? Or how much do you think it would be to add a master bathroom? I can answer those questions. Yep. And I can actually answer them very honestly. Yeah, very honestly. <laughs> it's not, you know, based on, you know, you don't have to do the nicest, most luxurious mm-hmm. bathroom. But, you know, even just the most basic adding a shower, you know, well, you got to pay to rip it out. You got to yep. pay for a dumpster to put that in. Mm-hmm. The labor is going to cost you this, that, and the other. You know, so... It's, I do feel like this was a good decision. I have to remind myself of that yeah. sometimes that 
I did this to better my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100% and it will. Just because of that that fact, people will come to you because you have been through that process, mm-hmm. you know, and experiences everything at the end of the day, you know. So how do people find you? How do you find me? How do we find you? Well, you can follow me on Instagram. Okay. It's Chloe we'll Chang ATX. So Chloe Chang ATX is my Instagram. Then you can always email me. It's Chloe at ChloeChang.com. Excellent. And my website is almost done. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, I've been working on that with the rebrand for over a year. So my house is almost done. My website's almost done. They'll probably be done around the same time. So you'll see a launch of the website and a launch of the house on Instagram. Nice. (laughs) Uh, But the website's just ChloeChang.com. So it should be all very easy. If you know my name, you can find me. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I appreciate you again coming in. And maybe we'll do more of these. I think think this is pretty good. I know you do. (laughs) And next one will be even less PC. And you can just go 100% (laughs) and snacks. Oh, snacks. You know what? You know I like to eat. Yeah, <laughs> I think anyone that knows me thinks of real estate and thinks of snacks. <laughs> yes, snacks. You got my office lined lined with snacks, gluten free, because oh, I'm that's... I'm borderline celiac. That's what they tell me. I think it's bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> so, but I appreciate it very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. <laughs>